Holy hell. I guess here we go. It's Black House on the Corner. <sighs> I haven't done this in a while, so we'll see how this goes. Check us out on Spotify, Amazon, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, this is going to be episode 47. So that's crazy. I just, Hold on. I was going to push record, and I, I was like, fucking nervous. Why am I nervous? I've done this 46 times, but I just haven't done it in a long time. Jess just walked down and she's like, you can record. And I was like, uh, I was thinking about it. She's like, you should. And I was like, well, I guess I should. And somebody asked me yesterday, he's like, how's the podcast going? And I was like, well, it's poo right now. Cause I'm, I have a block. And I think I'm nervous because you know, this is, this is me talking and then people listen and then people get offended by the things I say. And, and it's turns into this whole deal that now it makes me think, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. And I don't know. I'm going to keep doing it until somebody tells me to legally shut up and serve me with a cease and desist. But until then it's my fucking podcast. So I get to say what I want. Um, yeah. So that's that. Uh, I'll give you a little update. We've had a lot going on. I think the last time I did an episode was, it was yeah, February 8th. So two months and two weeks behind the wall, but, um, Lots been going on. We've had, uh, I'll just give you a rundown from the kids so you get some perspective on what they're doing. Um, yeah, kids are playing comp sports. Cooper's still playing soccer and she's absolutely crushing it at goalie. Uh, last night she played against a team that's in her, the club that she's a part of. They're just an older team. Uh, so obviously they're going to be faster and stronger and more advanced and a little bit more aggressive. And, um, spoiler alert, Coop's team got crushed. I think it was like six to zero or something. Um, sorry, I'm going to move my stand. It's going to make noise. Uh, but the most important thing about what happened last night was she saw a lot of shots on goal and she probably made like 10 to 15 saves. And some of them are pretty, pretty acrobatic. And some of them are really aggressive. I mean, she made some mistakes and, but, uh, she makes her mom and dad super proud. She's so good at just competing and, She's such a good little athlete, and her confidence is growing, and she still has a lot to work on. Obviously, she's uh, she needs to work on being more of a strong voice on the pitch and getting comfortable with coming out of the box and taking some calculated risks and taking away angles and things like that, but she's absolutely thriving in soccer. Uh, she's thriving with her friends. like She has little friends everywhere that it's funny to watch her deal with some of the little fourth-grade spats that happen between girls and she's navigating it pretty well she's obviously a genius in school she's a straight a student and just an amazing kid um dax he's getting into his first spring games in baseball and his first comp team and he's he's actually progressed quite a, quite a bit in the beginning he got brought up by the team and it was obvious that he was just a a rec ball player and uh was kind of behind the the curve on that. Now he's, he's, he's catching up. He's swinging the bat really well. I mean, he's still looking for his first hit, but some of the tournaments he's played in that he's gone against some really good pitching and he's put the bat on the ball a few times and hit some good balls, but it, they seem to go right to players. So I'm hoping tomorrow in one of his games, he gets his first hit and he can get over that hump and really start to move forward. Uh, he's getting comfortable working as a catcher. He's trying to figure that out and 
is building his confidence there, and his coaches are seeing that progress, so that's good. Still a little sketchy on the mound, but he's still he's still working on it. He's kind of like Randy Johnson. He throws pitches hard, but they go all over the place, so uh, he's working on it. But the calm that I've seen in him as he plays baseball is just a much different vibe for him than when he plays football. You know, when he's playing football, he feels like he has to turn into Hulk smash just to survive these hits from these big 11 and 12 year olds. And, uh, so he's trying to figure out how to kind of live the Bruce Banner Hulk life. And it was difficult for him. So, uh, baseball's been good cause it's a little bit slower. It's a little more of a mental game than physical and it's changed his attitude about his and his confidence in himself and his abilities. So, uh, he's doing well in school struggles with friends for some reason. Uh, either he's misunderstood or he brings it upon himself, but yeah, he's, He's struggling a little bit, and I mean, let's be honest, it seems like 12-year-old 6th graders right now are dicks, so uh, he's trying to navigate that, but can't wait for junior high next year to meet some new people and and move forward, so uh, the update on the kids, Jess is killing it, she's working for some old college buddies of mine, and they've given her a sense of accomplishment and purpose that she's really needed for over a year now, and I'm happy to watch her... Um, grow and and build confidence in that aspect and i'm super grateful that they reached out because i I know her value and and you know it's shocking that her previous company didn't see that but it's all right it's it's their loss so thanks kaihe and tony um as far as i'm concerned uh, there's a lot going on with me and and uh with work you know some like i said before that some previous episodes i've had some conversations with people and they didn't agree with some of the things I said and you know between youth football which is super overrated and taken way too serious by so many people including myself while I was in it and I'm stepping back from that I'm not going to coach this year I'm uh, Dax was even on the fence if he even wanted to play one of his buddies convinced him to so um we'll see how that goes but I'm I'm just going to be the supportive dad on the sideline that keeps his mouth shut and when the game's over, we'll go get ice cream and and support him and praise him and move forward. Like I'm not getting involved this year, so uh, it'll be a good break. Um, you know, and I've had someone call me out for some things I said, and like I said, it's my podcast, it's my thoughts, it's my perspective. I get to say what I want, and that kind of created a block in my mind for this podcast. I thought, you know, it's is it worth it to to share? <laughs> Because there's always going to be somebody out there who says, well, that's not true or whatever. Uh, I, don't, I don't care anymore. Like, it's my story. I get to tell my story. And if you don't like it, then don't push play. Um, yeah, I think about some of the relationships that I've had with people that have kind of, <clears throat> kind of dwindled. Uh, and And that's okay. I think maybe... As I sit here and talk about it, I think I realize that some people are meant to be in your life for a reason and a season, and maybe that reason or season has passed, and, and maybe it's not coming back, and that's okay. Uh, not holding any grudges or you know, trying not to have any ill feelings towards anyone, and I hope they don't towards me. I'm just, I'm just going to move forward, and whatever happens from here on out, I'll be open to and accepting of any developments that happen with friendships and, and people and relationships and and. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Um, 
this is definitely not a pity party, so don't feel bad for me. I'm I'm doing fine. Uh this is me kind of being open about some things. Uh my current mentor sorry, there's a big pause right there, geez. Uh I wrote that anyway. Yeah. My current mentor, the guy I work for, he's freaking amazing. Um great freaking leader. He's super wise. Operates a little bit different than I do, but we have like common ground in a lot of things. And he told me he was like, you know, he he was talking with one of his friends who's another amazing leader and he said, uh it's crazy to think about confrontations from the past and how much that confrontation does not matter today. It happened. And during that time, it seemed like such a big deal, but now years later, the confrontation that you had does not matter. And then you look back on it and it really wasn't that big of a deal. It felt like a big deal then, but now it's, it's not even an issue. Um, And I think moving forward as, you know, as some of these confrontations have happened with me in the past, one day it'll be like, fuck, that was, that was a nothing deal. Like, who cares? Doesn't matter. Doesn't affect anything. Doesn't have any bearing on how I continue to live my life. Um, so, and there's a reason for some of these thoughts, you know what I mean? Like right now, our police department that I work for is under some serious scrutiny and it's going through some very major growing pains and, and some changes and you know, the department's going to be split up in, into two different police departments. And, you know, some of that was out of our control and it was legislated by the state. And I'm not going to go into detail about, you know, some of the things that are going on or all of that. I think that's boring and it would be boring for me to just sit here and talk about it. So I won't share that. But, uh, only interest, one of the interesting things that has happened during that, this frustrating time is I watched some of the leaders in my department and I've seen their, their attitudes and their demeanors change. Uh, I can see them frustrated. I see them being vocal about their anger and opinions about certain decisions that are being made. And I, I, I can't help but think that the people who will be leaving for retirement in the next few years have done incredible things in their careers, highly decorated police officers and leaders. They're highly respected by so many people. Um, but a close friend of mine that I work with is he, he shared his opinion with me about how people should leave, um, a job, whether it's police department, fire, teaching account, like he shared how, you know, people will be remembered and what your kind of your legacy is. Um, the point he made was, you won't be remembered for how you, sorry, you won't be remembered for the things that you did in your career. You won't be remembered for the awesome drug bust or the amazing, uh, tactical response. You won't be remembered for how you save somebody so much money or time or save their life. Or you won't be remembered for all the cool things you did in your career. What you will be remembered for is how you left your career. And after 20 or 30 years, you could do so many amazing things, but the last year of your career, depending on your attitude and your demeanor and your actions, that's the way you're going to be remembered. Um, and I, I think that's super valid. And it's, it was, it was a kind of a light bulb for me. Cause it's like, you know what, if, 
if you want to <clears throat> be remembered in a positive way, you kind of have to push to the end and and maintain maintain a high level of efficiency and remember your the reason why you got into this job. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you're leaving the department or your current job soon for greener pastures, remember your attitude and actions you make in the twilight of your career are going to be how you're remembered by the people who are staying behind to kind of carry the torch. And, and, and it's my goal, and I'm not I'm not going to try and tarnish my career, and I don't want those that are going to be leaving to tarnish their amazing careers by being salty or disgruntled. Um, you know, to the to the people who are staying behind, and we watch these leaders leave and if they don't take this advice or they don't remember i'm going to be you know if they leave on bad terms and they forget their why the why they're a police officer why they became a teacher why they're a doctor or an accountant or or whatever their their job is if you if you lose track of why you're doing things and you become disgruntled that's the way you're going to be remembered um you know, if I can help some people who are staying behind, who still have five, 10, 15 years left in the job, just watch these leaders as they leave. And if they do it right, their legacy will be great. Um, you know, stay as long as you can. Stay as long as you can, as long as you can remain focused on your why. Why did you get into the job? You know, in your first interview to become a cop, I'm sure the panel asked you this question. Why did you want to be a police officer? And in your head, you probably said, oh, I'm not sure, or I don't know, do I really? Or because it looks fun and I'm an adrenaline junkie or, you know, but your good interview answer that you verbally expressed was to help people and serve my community. Um, deep down, as police officers, we want to help and serve. That's that's our goal. <clears throat> Even though, you know, making big drug busts and playing cops and robbers for real and catching homicide suspects and all that kind of stuff is fun. The idea is we're here to serve people, you know, and, and over time that, that why of why we want to serve can morph a little bit. You know, um, I find myself not dealing with citizens very often in my current role. I only deal with cops. So that's the community that I serve now. You know, I try and help the police officers that I work with become better and give them support they ask for and then and what they need so they can better serve their community and fulfill their why. And if you can remember your why, even if the people you're serving changes slightly, you will be able to stay on the right path to finishing your career for the right reason. And you'll be remembered, you'll be remembered in a good way rather than being remembered as a grumpy old rod, which is what we called retired on duty, who kind of lost their way, right? So <sighs> Just to kind of give people a perspective of what my why is, it's it's fairly simple. And it stems from a quote I saw someone posted uh, on the gram. And it, it's, it's always been my why, but it articulated my why very well. Uh, details it super well, and, and I liked it. So I'm, I'm, I've adopted it over the last couple of years. And I'll explain some of the words in it because it comes from an old Norse saying. And it's titled, Love Your Folk says, never shall I lower my eyes before any challenge or foe. Never shall I bend my knees before any lord or chieftain. Never shall I bow my head before any god or white. And a white is like a mortal being, like a god or a human. 
but ever shall I bend my back in service of my folk. For never have I met a king so noble, nor a thrall so humble, a thrall is like a servant, that they could not take pride in a day's work for the sake of their people. That's my why. And I found myself having selfish moments during this weird process that our department is going through. I, I found myself worried about where I will land when all the dust settles. Will I maintain my rank, my pay, my role in the new department, whichever one I get picked up by? Um, can I position myself so I have the best opportunity to grow? So during these moments, like maybe even subconsciously, I make the decision to solidify my position in certain circumstances instead of remembering I'm doing this to make the department better for the people we work with and the people we serve. I feel guilty about it. You know, having these feelings, I have, I have to kind of recalibrate myself and my reasons for why I'm doing this so that I can be the best leader possible. And I shared this with a, a group of people and kind of expressed to them. He's like, Hey, I'm, I've told them, I was like, Hey, I'm kind of struggling. Like I find myself being selfish and, and I don't want to be because I'm not trying to be selfish and put myself in the best position to promote or get a good job, or, you know, whatever. Um, but it's been kind of cool because the response that I've been given is, I, I think we all, we all realize, and, and this is what I've been told when I tell people that I'm struggling with sometimes the selfishness, they tell me it's human nature to be concerned about your next step. Like you have to think about your family and are you going to be able to provide the same pay or, you know, the same income and pay the mortgage and, and all of the things that we have to pay for. Um, and it's a, it's a weird balance that everybody's trying to, to walk. It's a thin line, right? Um, and I'm trying to find the balance between my own, my own ambitions and my future. In the meantime, remembering my why, you know, and it goes back to love your folk. Um, I shared that with someone, my why that quote, the, you know, this, the, yeah, I guess it's a quote. I shared that with someone and their response was if you focus on your why, the how will naturally happen. And then to add to that, it's like if your why is not seated with good intentions and it is selfish, then your why will lead you to, will lead you to loneliness. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to trying to balance the, the why versus the I got to provide for my family and I still have eight years before I can retire. So I, I've got some time left. So I've, I've got to be able to solidify my position somewhere um, and keep the doors open to to be an option for somebody in, in either department. Um, so I'm, I just want to read that quote again and I'll finish that. You know, these are my thoughts for the day or you know last few months because I haven't been around, but I'm hoping to get back into the swing of doing these podcasts and getting guests to come on and start sharing some awesome stories about their lives and careers so we can learn some things and laugh and help each other through some of these tough times. So uh, I'll read this quote again and then I'll uh, peace out. But I love your folk. Never shall I lower my eyes before any challenge or foe. Never shall I bend my knees before any lord or chieftain. Never shall I bow my head before any god or white. But ever shall I bend my back in the service of my folk. For never have I met a king so noble, nor a thrall so humble, that they could not take pride in a day's work for the sake of their people. Uh, I feel like I freaking talk. Jeez Louise. Anyway, uh, 
that's it. That's the episode 47. Thanks for listening, and hopefully 48 comes soon. Black House in the Corner. Appreciate you listening. Uh, give me feedback so I know that I'm doing things right and you guys like these. And let me know if, if I need to continue or if you want me to just shut up like some people want me to. <laughs> Peace out.